You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird, your Intuitive Life and Development Coach. VickiBaird.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense This episode is going to be so fun, and I know that because it's based on a class that I've taught so many times, so many years, and always has a great turnout and an amazing outcome for people because they bring their willingness. I'm a good teacher, but they bring their willingness. So this, what we're going to talk about this week is are all of the realms that are available to connect with in and using our intuition and using our true antenna, our, yes, our psychic self, because it's also that when done respectfully, and connecting with the support system that I feel most of us are lacking because we don't know it's there. And then we feel so alone in this world and we feel like we're the only ones that ever do this, this or that, and that we don't have a backup system. And one of the things that I discovered in coming through my learning what the heck was intuition anyway and why do I feel all this stuff is as I came up and I educated myself and I practiced and I connected, I have felt much more comfortable being human knowing that I have a spirit family, knowing that there really is a supportive element to our universe and that I'm just so grateful to know to be able to tap into that and to teach it and to have people hopefully feel supported as well. So Like I've talked about before, there are different frequencies to everything. So there are different frequencies to what I call the realms. And other people may call them planes or areas of existence, or it really just depends on what you've read or studied. I, for some reason, love the word realms. I think because it reminds me of like, it's like an Elizabethan word or something. And it's just so fun. So... Everything has frequency. So if you think of the realms and the different levels of vibration that exist universally, if you think of standing water and when you turn it on, when you're boiling it, you it goes through all these processes, right? And it gets a little bit, the more heat that's there, the faster that those bubbles roll. And the more you get up into a a really quick roll and then you get up into steam, this is like what the the realms are like. The, The standing water in the pot, haven't turned it on yet, is the elemental realm. So this is the realm where you have the fairies, you have the leprechauns, you have the elementals, um, basically all the little troublemakers. <laughs> and I love them. I didn't believe they existed. <laughs> Full disclosure. Thought it was a bunch of baloney and that they really weren't present. And my daughter, at uh, when we moved to Pittsfield, she was still going to school in Lee, so I would have to drive her down. And I would stop at this one coffee place that had just the bounciest energy to it. And yeah, sure, it's caffeine and everything. But the the bushes outside of it, I could feel them just bouncing with energy. And I said to her one day, do you feel that? Do you can you feel sense what's going on there? And she looks at me like any self-respecting 12 and a half year old would and says, mom. Those are the fairies. They're bouncing around. You're not focusing. That's why you don't see them. 
And I was like, okay, put in my place once again by this child who I suffered so much so she could come out of my body, and yet she seems to be the older one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she was right. So it, it increased my caffeine habit for a while because that's the only place that I really felt it or knew it. And why? I was distracted. I was driving. I was probably thinking about my day and whatever she was talking about, going into the school day, what time was I going to pick her up? All of this stuff was going on, and it distracted me enough that my antenna could pick up the activity. So then I had to ask her to show me how to connect with them um, so that, to be clear, I was already doing work as an intuitive at this point. So uh, you just find your teachers where you find your teachers, and sometimes they're sitting right next to you in the car. So the elemental realm, they help us with our plants. They help us with the vitality of this earth that we have. So when you're contemplating mowing the lawn, give a shout out and just say, you could do this in your head if you are afraid of what the neighbors will say, but just send out an energy intention of coming through. I'm going to be going to be mowing. Anybody who might be in the way that I can't see with my physical eyes, be feet. Come back in an hour or however big your lawn is. This elemental world keeps the frequency moving on our planet. It keeps it vibrant. It's why if you want really great gardens, you better invite those fairies in and you better make some space for them. And that could be a space in your heart. It does. I'm not saying you have to make a house or anything, but just be playful about it. Be be open to the idea that this world exists. And it's not just people's imaginations when they've written the books or produced the movies and stuff. They're taking downloads as well from this universal force. So then the next level, we have humans. So the humans, like I said before, can be dense of head, of body, of, of heart. It just can because every one of us is in a different place in our evolution as a soul and as a human. So there are going to be those that are um, seemingly unmovable objects because they're so dense. And there are going to be those that are total heart space connected yet still grounded. Um, not to be too predictable, but the Dalai Lama, I think, has a perfect combination of what an evolved soul looks like because he's playful, he's grounded, he stands his ground when he needs to, he's forceful if he has to be, but he's kind about his forcefulness. So there, we have different frequencies within the human realm, and that's way too many layers to go into in, in one short podcast. So the next, you know, when the bubbles just start going up the side of the pot and that frequency starts to shift. So that's the astral realm. And that's where we go when we croak. So when we kick the bucket, check out, punch our ticket, we never really die. So you will rarely hear me say that word because energy doesn't die. It changes form. It's, it goes on to some other realm, literally, uh, but it doesn't die. So, and those who have come through before, they, to me, they really like the word croak. And I think because it's funny. Um, I mean, it makes you think of a frog, but it's funny. So that, that astral realm is also where you go when you sleep. So when I said in previous episode that you need your sleep to do your soul work, when you go to sleep, you travel to that astral realm. So if you've ever done that body jerk thing, it's because you were partway out and you were heading off and you were going to go somewhere fun with your soul. Don't worry, there's a tether. It doesn't get released until you croak. Um, but then something in the physical realm drew your attention. In my house, it's the cat jumping on the bed. Um, somebody down the hallway slammed the door car outside beeping, you know, so these things will draw your attention back because remember that survival thing? <laughs> we need to know what's going on outside and inside our cave. 
So your human self will take over and your soul will slam back into your body. And then that will create a, a jarring effect. And then when you go back to sleep, you'll ease on back out again. So in this astral realm, there is a lower frequency realm because it is true that not every soul crosses into the light. There really is light. There really is a tunnel. It's huge. Um, so there are some souls that will remain in the lower astral plane. They're called earthbound souls that um, maybe there was a traumatic passing and they, it always feels to me like they just couldn't find the door. And that's very sad to me. There are some that choose not to go through that door. And they stubbornly feel like they can somehow keep a body that's no longer functioning. And there's, again, too many layers there to go into. But there is this astral realm. And this is one of the reasons that I say be very mindful about what classes you're taking, especially those that will propose that you could be a working medium in a weekend. Please just be mindful um, because that's not enough time to discern which realm you're in. That takes practice. That takes knowing your own frequency and how you're connecting, where you're connecting. When I teach my realms class, I do not cover this realm because that needs to be a one-on-one -on -one experience. You need to know where you're wandering before you go playing around in that space. I wouldn't want you to play around in that space. Um, I was probably talking on the other side when I said, ah, give me whatever intuitive gifts you want to give because I'm very prone to connect in that space and see those walking around who live there. Um, and then I will, I think it's my job to be um, respectful of those who have crossed as well as I am of humans. And I will help if I can. And that is somewhat of a process of kind of treating them like they're the five-year-old that's lost in the grocery store that can't find their mommy. And you're like, oh, come on, little bugger. I'll find your mom for you. I, and that's how I approach it in the, the sense of you must really want to be on the other side. Something just scared you and you didn't make it. You didn't catch your train. <laughs> so helping them to do that feels good to me. And uh, because I think every soul deserves to be in peace. So that astral realm area is a place to be conscious of. And that's why I said, wherever you put your attention, you will go. So if you like all of the <clears throat> BS of those ghost shows, then you are connecting in with that drama and you are connecting in with that vibration. And I think it's disrespectful. Uh, so, but you do what you need to do in your life. So then we turn the heat up a little bit and it starts to, you know, get, make it the bubbles on the bottom and the frequencies a little bit higher. And that's where the spirit guide realm is. And we all have spirit guides. Every one of us have a team. And that's what I call mine, the team. Because <laughs> uh, the first time they presented to me, I was like, what is all this in front of me? Uh, trying not to hyperventilate. And they were all in baseball uniforms. And I'm like, I still don't get it. Like, I, sometimes I think they shake their head or put their hand on their forehead when they think of me. Like, why did we pick this one? <laughs> but <laughs> they were all in baseball uniforms. And then I was like, oh, you're my team. Okay. Got it. So I always tell them, you have to be blatantly obvious with me. <laughs> like, you, you really need to be it, make it very um, obvious and, and right smack in front of my face for me to get it for myself. So, so much easier to read other people's stuff. So this spirit guide realm, we are all working and, and striving and growing as humans to get there. Right. So it doesn't stop when I love when people tell me I'm on my last life. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because if you're telling me you're on your last life, you're an ego. Uh, if you're out there 
presenting in the world and being kind and and really you've nailed your communication and all of that, uh, then I could believe you're on your last life. Um, but we are all learning. And that's why I say get excited about the learning. Stop beating yourself up for what you didn't know. Because each time you discover something and you learn and you keep that learning, don't just learn it for the test on Friday, keep that learning, you elevate a little bit more. And one of the things that I say is, what can I learn? What is, what is it that I'm supposed to learn here? And can I learn it by eight? Um, because I am trying to knock off a few human lives here. I figure if I'm so um, conscious and aware, I could maybe complete a few while I'm still in this one and then get to that place of being a spirit guide. The, the fun part with that is you do start at the bottom again. <laughs> so, you know, you, you are a junior spirit guide. So then you get to help others. We have a spirit guide for every area of our life. And I will admit, I forget this. I forget to ask for help. I, you know, power through in that human stubbornness. And then it'll all of a sudden I'll remember Oh, that's right. I have a team. On the way over here today, I was running behind and I do not like to be late. So I said, oh, wait a minute. I know how to do this. And I'm like, clear the roadways, get me there, bend a little bit of energy time <laughs> and get me there on time because I think you're respectful to the person you're meeting when you're on time. And I stinking got here right on the dot. And I was that was my team helping me out. And Archangel Raphael is really good about travel. So if you need some help there. So in this guide area, you can ask for your business guide to work with you, your relationship guide, your parking guide. They don't judge. They don't feel bad about what their job is. They are simply there to help not interfere. You must ask. You must invite. They cannot step in. There is no element of the spirit world that can step in and and change your path. You are in charge of that. The one exception. You are in a massive accident or something along those lines, and it's not your end of your contract, nor is there anything really for you to learn about going through that process of healing or whatever. Um, your guardian angel can step in, pull you out. The accident happens. That's how people walk away and you're like, how did they not get smushed? Well, they got pulled out. The crash happened. They got put back in. So, but all the other realms, you must ask for them to be part of it. And I actually think that this is part of our expansion to be able to ask and receive without being attached to the outcome to ask that we be seen as love, to ask as we and be and receive in a place of we have value and we're deserving of the support system. So the guides, um, ask them, ask them. If it's something too earth-based or mundane, you may have to figure that out on your own. The order may not be filled, <laughs> but ask. So then we go up a little bit higher in frequency, and the, we go to the angelic realm. And this is the realm where we all share. <laughs> Every one of us shares all of the angels. They have not walked on earth. I know that there's some teaching out there that says, are you an incarnated angel? Probably not. But if it helps you to think that you are to bring service to the world, knock yourself out. Uh, but the angelic realm can incarnate for brief seconds, uh, minutes. I'm okay with minutes. So if you've met someone and they look directly at you and they give you a statement and then you turn around and you can't find them again, you have just had an angel encounter. And you should write it down so you don't forget it because you have to bring it into this realm in order for it to stay with you. Um, so they can incarnate for very short periods of time and then they got to beat feet. Because to lower the frequency, if you think of from the, from the astral realm where we are when we cross, it takes so much work to, to lower their frequency. Just imagine several floors above that. So um, 
with the angelic realm, again, ask for that support. Ask for calming. They're very good at calming. If you've ever been sitting there and all of a sudden you have a piercing ring in your ear and you haven't had significant damage to your eardrums, uh, you are getting a download from the angelic realm. And I've actually stopped people if they were talking, if we're hanging out or whatever, say, hang on, download coming in. Um, and then I will also say to the angelic realm, I am not a dog. I cannot hear at those frequencies. You are going to have to translate that to human or give me some sense of what you're trying to say there because I have no idea what that frequency is because they're so high and they don't do the human thing, right? They forget that we have physical bodies. And I will say to them, that hurts. Stop it. <laughs> they don't mean it. Um, but I just think that your angels figure out a different way to get that message to me. Um, and I do say thank you. But And then above that level, uh, now we're getting into a really fast boil where you got to add the pasta. So we're getting up into the archangels. And that's the Michael, Raphael, Haniel, Chamuel, I always forget some of the L's. Um, I was teaching a class one time and somebody slayed me because she was like, Gargamel. <laughs> and I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> so Archangels of Smurfs, I guess. Um, so the there are a lot of L's in the Archangel uh, realm. So the Archangels, I should also say from the angelic realm up, or actually the spirit guide realm up, you can't over ask. Now, don't spend 24 hours asking and then not moving thy arse to do anything. But you um, can't ask too much because we are physically restricted and they are not. So for those that might have a little bit of training in their background, that you're being greedy or that it's not okay, Take a deep breath and say, you know what? These guys are just sitting around waiting for a job to do. So I'm going to do my part of the energy exchange and offer them up a job. So the Archangel realm, like I said, I, I totally used Archangel Raphael to get here. They all have different um, uh, specialties, so to speak. And these are, uh, there are only two Archangels that have walked the earth. The rest have never incarnated or been here. Um and I would give them to you, except I always forget. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Metatron's one of them, but I always forget the other one. The uh, No offense to that. Well, they don't take offense. They don't have egos. So when you're in the archangel realm, I use this often for my security here. I really do. I ask Archangel Michael because he's such a good guardian. That's why he's the patron saint of police officers. He's a good guardian. I have, if I've met someone who just had completely toxic energy, I have asked Archangel Michael to stand between us because they're probably not going to see him. Um, and he'll bounce that energy off. And then I can still interact without being completely repulsed um, or feeling like I have to get the heck out of there because it's such an, uh, an attack on my system, it feels like. So um, there's a great book out there and it's limited printing because she's taking it off the market. I would recommend getting it. Uh, if you're interested in learning about the Archangels and Ascended Masters, which is where we're going next, Doreen Virtue has an Archangels and Ascended Master book, and she's taking a different route in her life and is pulling that book. But I'm telling you, it is the best cross-reference to who might you call on if you need some help with your children. That would be Metatron, by the way. Um, and who... If your animals are, you know, not doing well, Raphael. So, but this, it's a great book, but go go get it because I've heard that in within the next few months, it's not going to be available anymore. Um, so then we're really rolling in our water pot and we're up in the Ascended Masters. And the Ascended Masters are where you have Jesus, Kuan Yin, Buddha, uh, Sai Baba, just the higher frequency who, yes, 
were humans and did all of their process up through spirit guide. So they've, they've climbed the spiritual ladder. And the more service and the more learning that they did, the more they could be of service and then not reincarnate. So again, call on any of them. They're not going to um, uh, judge or, or not come to you because you haven't developed a, a belief system around them. I've been very fortunate to be present when quite a few people have passed. And I have absolutely, with 100% uh, accuracy have seen Jesus, uh, Kuan Yin, and Archangel Michael at every passing. I mean, the room is filled, but the energies that I pick up, and it didn't matter what somebody's religion, no religion, belief system, what they did in their life, if they felt like they helped others, or if they were self-centered, you know what, um, <laughs> they were still present because that's the receiving that's, that's available to all of us. So in the Ascended Masters, it can make your head spin to be connecting there. That's why, honestly, when you walk into a church, the energy is fantastic because, hello, concentrated. Um, so or a, a synagogue or a place of worship, it's concentrated. And because there's requests being sent up, the requests are being <laughs> responded to. So then we are up in steam where it, it has left the pot and it's, re it's contributing to the air and the quality there. And this is when you're in source or God, universe, Allah, again, whatever your heart connects with. All buses go to the same station. So that connection in and willingness to, to have it be present in your life without judgment is a gift that you not only give yourself, you will also give that energy out to others once you have that place of, I'm really the one who is um, responsible and will be watching my movie screen. There really is a life review when you cross. You're the only one watching it because then you will take from that what you could have done differently, not what you should, because should is guilt and should comes from others, but what you could have done differently in this lifetime. And I always picture myself like I want to be sitting there in a movie theater with 500 chairs and I'm sitting right smack in the middle with my popcorn and with lots of butter on it because it's not going to affect my arteries anymore. And I want to be watching the movie going, you did all right, Vic. You did all right. There's some you could clean, you know, we'll clean up in the next lifetime, maybe not be as guarded of heart for so long um, and bring that memory through. But it keeps me on the straight and narrow. It really does because I want to be that soul that expands and that is proud of myself. I call it spirit pride because there's no real ego on the other side. So I'm not really sure how that's going to translate. But I want to know that I gave and I did the best I could with what I had at the time and in expansion. So there, there's no judgment. Um, except whatever you may feel towards yourself. And it's not really judgment. It's more like <laughs> creating a, a syllabus for the next portion of your life. So part of developing your intuitive self is being able to discern the levels because they're so subtle. They are so incredibly subtle to feel the raise in vibration. And I have taught enough people that I'll te teach a group of, of individuals and some will be right there in the uh, process and others will be like, I got nothing. Um, but then when we move through the other realms, because what I do is I set the energy of the realm in the room so you can do it knowing you're safe because nobody's getting through my blocks. Um, and in that, in that experience, 
you get to feel, oh, wait a minute, when I'm in the angelic realm, my eyeball twitches. <laughs> or when I'm connecting with my guides, I rock a little bit. And this is the kind of stuff that we have, if we pay attention to, it builds a dictionary, so to speak, in your own brain that you can use so that you can discern where you are much more readily. And it takes practice. So let's take a break because I've just given you a ton of information and I'm sure you need a drink of water or a cup of tea or something in that time frame. And then we will be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. Was all that a lot of information? <laughs> I talk about it so easily because this is where I've been for 20 years of my life. Uh, I recognize that there's a lot to download yourself and that there's a bunch of uh, information that may come back from your own brain. It might be tilt, but take it piece by piece, little by little. Uh, your system already knows all of this stuff. Your soul knows this. It simply needs to be kind of shaken off, <laughs> get the dust off of it, and so that you can remember. I don't think we ever have to really learn our intuitive sense, I think we have to remember it. And in that process, though, we have to help the human brain learn. So it is a dance. It is absolutely practice. There is no perfect, but there is pretty amazing. So when you're, now that you know the realms or of the realms, I there's a few things that I feel like I want to share with you because it will help you not only connect, maybe ground into this and not fry your motherboard because that's important too. A lot of the times people will get so excited about developing these skill sets and they'll take class after class after class. I've actually turned people away from a class if I find out that they're just class jumping and they're wanting to learn everything there is about energy and how to work in and modalities and everything because your physical brain needs to adjust. It cannot take in all of these different frequencies and not have some kind of effect. And that may mean that you need an app. You know, it may mean that you have to, while you're learning this stuff and you're really paying attention to it, that you do, maybe you take a sea salt bath because that helps remove toxins from your system. Uh, but some of the self-care needs to be there. And if you move too quickly through this stuff, you will fry some of that brain matter. Uh, it just, it has to go into tilt and a little protective mode. And your third eye is right there in the middle of your frontal lobe. So there needs to be a balance. And this is why the five senses are so important to the first sense. Because you need to pay attention to, am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I cranky? Um, am I bouncing? So many people, when they get all excited about this, and I want you to be excited, but I want you to be rather practical about it too because we want the long haul we don't want the drive-through learning it can't happen in a weekend it cannot it's not possible to your system you can have experiences you can expand but <laughs> if you take a leap 
in intuitive abilities in a weekend, I promise you there will be a spiritual crisis. There will be some kind of healing crisis that happens. So be nice to yourself. Be kind. Take your time. The aspect of learning these, I've talked so much about raising the vibration, right? Well, to balance that, we must ground. And when you hear someone say, I have a grounding practice, you better high five them because they rock if they're really doing it. Um, So when we ground, what that means is we are creating a solidness within us that allows us then to connect because I believe the more grounded we are, the higher we connect. So uh, people, when they meet me, my favorite expression they say is, you look so normal. Um, or <laughs> you, you act like an average person. I'm like, well, I am. Uh, and that groundedness, I think, is why all this stuff could pop. Because it wasn't going to send me off into some kind of psychiatric crash. I already had a very grounded sense about myself and then just by personality and then I put in a practice of grounding every day and that's where you could do there are some fantastic grounding meditations out there and one day I will record my own and we will play along and but basically what you're doing is you're giving yourself connection to the earth The earth is this big, amazing ball that just wants us to play and we'll support that. So I like either getting out for a walk. When I run, I do a lot of grounding. Uh, the The grounding meditations are fantastic. The planting, repotting, uh, your plants in your house, talk to the plant, tell them you're moving it. They have energies too. The uh, giving it room to spread its little little, uh, roots. So I'm very visual. So sometimes when I say something, I get the picture and then I'm like, oh, I have to give them the picture that just flipped through my head. Uh, Well, I think I have to give you. Maybe I don't. But it's fun. So uh, clay is very grounding for children. If they're bouncing off the walls, number one, did they get outside to play? Did they get to connect with the earth? Did they get to ground? They're closer to the ground. They should be grounding. Clay is an amazing mechanism for helping them get in their bodies. Even though it's water, sea salt in their bath will help them ground because it removes the toxins of any individuals they may have come in contact with that day, and it helps them to reenter their body and not be floating off. And so if you have a kid that you have a hard time and you're convinced they have attention deficit, maybe we should try some of these other mechanisms and see if there's not an energy short-circuiting going on and then, I mean, address it all at the same time in good parenting, but take into consideration that they're bouncing little spirits. So the uh, grounding practice, literally hug a tree. It will help you ground. If you have great big trees on your property, if you're you're blessed enough to have that, or if you're like someplace like here in the Berkshires, we have amazing forests and parks and stuff, get your backbone aligned with the base of a tree. If you're feeling like you can't focus, you can't um, get things done, uh, you're just bouncing all over the place, like you've had too much caffeine, but you haven't had it. If you line your spine and those chakras up with a tree trunk, the tree will take over and it will pull you down into its roots and you will feel grounded. 10 minutes. You don't have to plant your butt for an hour. Um, But that's a great way to, sometimes it'll feel like you can't do it yourself. Um, and one of my favorite ones is when I take a yoga class and they come around behind you and they push on your shoulders. Oh, I love that. That's such a great grounding mechanism. So if you have someone else in your house and they're willing to do that for you, especially if they've got some oomph behind them, oh, just melt into it because you will be grounded very quickly. So along with the grounding, you should never connect or attempt to connect 
with consciously with spirit. We're connecting all the time, but consciously with spirit without grounding first and then asking for that white light to go around you. And again, I don't believe in protection because I think if you're asking for protection, you're inviting in like a negative element. What I do believe is self-preservation. I believe in helping my energy be as clean as it possibly can. So when I'm asking for the white light, what I'm asking for is that neutral zone around me. I'm asking that I be the only one inside this circle right now and that anybody else's energies that may have I may have passed through or may have affected me can go bye-bye. So when you ask for that, it does give you a little bit of neutral. If you're feeling particularly vulnerable, kick it up to gold. A gold light is impenetrable energetically. So, hey, go gold. So these should be practiced before you connect anytime. Um, And even if you're sitting in a class or you're beginning a, a workshop, Give yourself a little bit of that. (laughs) You're heading into the office. Put it on. So I used to say, I said to someone one time, you put your deodorant on so you're not stinky. Put some energy light around you so you're not energetically stinky. (laughs) So protect the others. Um, Set your intention of where you'd like to connect. So if you're setting up a meeting, and I do recommend this, that you pick a certain time of day and you do your best to get there. I'm a big fan of 10 minutes. Uh, if you have the time and you have the inclination to sit there longer, go for it. But 10 minutes is effective enough. Take a couple deep breaths. Do that grounding. White light. Set your intention. I often want to talk to my guides. Uh, because I find them very practical as well. So if I'm having a business meeting, so to speak, I will have a pen and paper nearby and I'm taking notes and the handwriting's atrocious because my eyes are closed, but I'm taking notes to what they're offering, but I'm setting the intention that I am in that spirit guide realm because if you just go in willy-nilly, one, you may not get anything. That might happen anyway. You might get 10 minutes of peace and quiet, and that's what you needed. However, if you go in and you you cast the net so wide, you may not catch anything because you're just scanning, 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 trying to pick things up. So set your intention because remember, like I said before, where you set it is where you will connect. If you go in with the, you know, boogaboo or all that kind of energy, don't call me. I'm not clearing you. Um, <laughs> So set it at a high vibration with the intention of, hey, whatever happens, happens. Because if you put too much pressure on it, you're going to get 10 minutes of quiet because they're going to know you're in your head and you are not in your spirit body. So that sometimes you'll be sitting quietly. You know, we're coming up to the season here where we can be out on the porch and, you know, staring off into space or thankfully staring off into space. Uh, pretending you're reading a book, but it's sitting on your lap and you're you're gazing up into the trees. Sometimes stuff will drop in there. And to me, that means you've already achieved these other places and you've become practiced at it. And there should be a little bit of um, self-appreciation there. It may come in when you're walking. Breath is so important. Taking those deep, deep Buddha belly breaths like really get it down deep because that's grounding. Did you know that if you take three consecutive breaths, deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, deep in the belly, that you will reboot your brain? So I have said to people like when, you know, especially when I was buying the car, Right, and they want me to make a decision, make a decision, make a decision. And I actually said to the the salesperson, I said, I'm gonna need a second here and I'm gonna take a couple breaths. And if you speak during those breaths, I will be walking out and taking my amazing credit rating somewhere else. And he looked at me, and we had a little bit of a uh, repartee before that, so it's not like I was going off on him or anything. He looked at me and he goes, can I take those breaths with you? 
And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the best. Yes. Okay. And then I went into leader mode. You know, (laughs) you need to sit up straight and take the breath. But three breaths will take your brain out of a frantic mode and into a, okay, I might have this place. And he did get the sale. But that ability is a gift you give yourself because it applies in traffic. It applies when talking to your children, most especially. It applies in any relationship you have, but also if you want to make a decision and, you know, it's an invested decision. Maybe you do that two or three times and get yourself really deep into that space. When you breathe in through your nose and out through the mouth, it tells the brain to calm down. When we just breathe through our nose, or we just breathe through our mouth, there's a circuitry that gets missed. And it's that circuitry you came in with as a baby. That's why we had to suck the snot out of their noses and stuff, because they're firing those neural pathways. So in through the nose, out through the mouth says, we're all good here. And low, low, if you're breathing in your upper chest, you are in fight or flight. And you think a saber-toothed tiger is chasing you. We're pretty good now that that's not the case. So take the time to repattern that circuitry. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. So when you're asking for a specific energy you want to connect with, I'm okay if you want to connect with your mom. If you feel like you want to have that connection, if she's passed, you know, just pick up a phone if she hasn't. But um If you want to connect with someone who's passed, I'm really okay with you taking that space as long as you do these other steps and you hold the vibration of that person within you. So it's a bit like, remember the Care Bears where they could shoot the picture up from their heart space? So you do that. You shoot how you feel about that person up and that becomes your, your bat signal or something. That becomes your connection Uh, so they can answer your signal. But just be mindful that there's a lot of other energies out there. And like I mentioned, that lower astral realm, they'll pretend to be something they're not. Um, And if you're not practiced, they could fool you. So in in lines with that, spirit will never, this is going to be a double negative, spirit will never give a negative message. They will never say to you, I'm so sad, Uh, I'm mad at you. You're not doing a good job. It just does not happen. That's human. They may say, if if it's your spirit guides or something, they may say, do you need more information? Would you like to check on that? It tends to come more in a question. But I, I promise you it will absolutely always be supportive. It won't be derogatory. So if you're hearing derogatory, one, step out of the meditation, or step out of your own damn head <laughs> because that's what's coming up. And maybe you need to clear something with whomever you are trying to connect with. Same as in dreams. If someone comes to you who's crossed and they come to you and they're lecturing or they're doing anything like that, you're processing. That's your subconscious processing something through because they might come there and just stand, which is kind of frustrating because uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, shoot, you see me too? Um But someone who's crossed will never come through and tell you what you did wrong. That's your brain using their image as the messenger. So hopefully that will help some of you that think that you've done something wrong or whatever. Um, So in the when I've taught these classes before, people will be drawn to it. And it always fascinates me who shows up in the group we end up with because they work well together and they tend to be very supportive of each other. Inevitably, there will be a few that are like, this is not going to work. It's not going to happen. And one of the things that I absolutely um, reiterate quite often is it may not happen in your first sitting. It may not happen in your 10th sitting. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, dead air (laughs) there's nothing there and I'm like all right obviously I'm not in a lined up place so we have to take responsibility 
for the messages not coming through. I promise you they're being sent. But sometimes our receivers are off the hook. Um, and remember in the old days when it was off the hook, you just got the err, So <laughs> that's what's happening. So maybe you put it off and maybe you go do something different. Maybe that to-da list is running in your head so big that you really can't sit still and have that communication. Be kind. Uh, I can say that if there wasn't an experience in the class, I would get emails later saying that they did have them because sometimes we have to assimilate and we have to bring it in. I know myself, like when I leave, I have a life coach. When I never hire a coach who doesn't have a coach, so ask that question first. Do you have a coach and who are you working with? <laughs> um, well, it doesn't have to be who, but that you're actually doing it. Uh, sometimes I leave a session with her and I'm like, I do not know what we did in there. And, and two days later, I'll be like, oh, that's what we did in there. <laughs> and it sinks in. So we need time to assimilate because we have a physical body and it has to work and it has to pay attention to everything else that's going on. And sometimes it needs a couple nights of sleep to have that stuff penetrate. So be patient. All of this is meant to be lifetimes of learning, not quick fixes. There aren't any quick fixes and quick trips in developing your intuition. So take the classes. Be aware that, yeah, you can have amazing experiences in this lifetime, and, and it can pop and have great things happen. But the more you are accepting of, okay, I'm adding. I'm adding to my bag. I'm adding to my tools. I'm adding to my knowledge. The easier it'll slide in and um, the, the more fun you'll have with it. So I hope you've enjoyed this. It's one of my favorite subjects. Obviously, you can tell because I get very animated about it. And I'm so grateful that you were able to join me today. I'd really like to thank everybody who's been listening because it's such a joy to do this. I love coming to the booth and sharing all of this information. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you, to thank Tracy, who puts the notes together, Josh, who talks me off a ledge often, Galen, Allison, just everybody who's been a part of this. It's so exciting. In our next few episodes, I'll be bringing people into the booth with me and asking them, how are you working with your intuition? Can you help? Because we learn from each other. And I so want you to hear from community and to hear how it shows up in other people's lives and what do they think of it? You know, I might have somebody in here who completely thinks it's a bunch of hogwash and that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hope you hit that subscribe button and I'll see you out there. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Into 